0: Welcome back, this is Pastor Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California, and it is uh, great to be here with you today as we continue on uh, with our study of the book of Ephesians. Uh, we have uh, one more week left of Ephesians as we will end next week uh, with the final closing of the letter in Ephesians chapter 6, but today uh, we have a lot to talk about, about masters and slaves. Um... But also, uh, we, have, uh, we have the call to put on the full armor of God. Uh, before we start, why don't we uh, begin with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. Bless us, O Lord, and guard us and protect us, knowing full well that you have given to us by your grace through the sending of your Son. In this gift of the gospel and also the sacraments, O Lord, bless us with your truth and lead us in your righteousness. Lord, may this study continue to edify and build us up in only Christ. We thank you for this day. We pray this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Again, as Pastor Young here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. Uh, please, if, if you have not subscribed yet to our channel, please do that. Um, And there you will find And I say that because There you will find all the previous studies of Ephesians All our Sunday sermons We have live service on Sunday online as well uh, For those that are at home So please check that out Sundays um, at at 8 o'clock Pacific Standard Time um, On on our Faith Lutheran page um, on YouTube But also with our devotions every week There's plenty of stuff uh, to uh, dwell upon, and uh, uh, many devotions and and catechism helps, um, even for the kids on Friday uh, to, to sit down with your kids and, 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 and study with them uh, what we believe, teach, and confess, so please use all these uh, by subscribing to our channel and um, seeing every time uh, hit that notify I think that notification bell so that every time we put something up. Uh, you will be notified of new material, which is very um, constant for us here um, at Faith Lutheran. That's how we do it, if you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, uh, continue to feed on the buffet, you know. That's my that's my deal, is to give you the buffet of the Word of God, kind of that fire hydrant approach where I'm just blasting it out there and, and giving you all uh, that the Word um, has given to us. Uh, today, So enjoy this day, Ephesians chapter 6, 5 to 13. Uh, if you could get your Bibles out, that'd be great. Um, if you get your Bibles out, that'd be great. As we continue on here uh, with our study. All right. So, in context of what we are speaking of here in Ephesians 6... Uh, we see in Ephesians five and following uh, the 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 God given order that is pleasing to Him, right? He, he talks about wives submitting to your husband as to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives as Christ died for His bride, the church. So we see that order, right? That uh, just as Christ died for His bride, the church, there the church uh, uh, submits, right? Uh, husbands are to do the same, to sacrifice and love. Uh, their wife, um, as, uh, as to the Lord, as, as to Christ, um, and wives are to receive that gift, um, just as Christ died for his bride, the church. Um, and um, there is that order. Also, we see in Ephesians 6, in the beginning there, Ephesians 6, if you look at it real quick, uh, we see what? We see parents and children, there is that order, Right. Uh, honor your father and mother so that it may go well with you, so that you may live long in the land uh, for those Israelites going to the uh, promised land. But even as St. Paul opens it up to all people, to all uh, people, um, to all the faithful, that um, this is the order to which God has given us his representatives, and that is our parents uh, to, to guide us and lead us, and their children are to listen and follow. Uh, again, both sides as to the Lord, serving as to the Lord. And this is very important, and today we have another order, and that is master and slave. Now quickly, I want to note that you know slaves biblically isn't the same as what we think of slavery today. um slavery is <coughs> uh, in the biblical times uh, was of uh, not not designated to a certain race or color, right? But Rather, it was uh, for those who were in need, uh, those who uh, needed to pay off debts, uh, those who needed a job or someone to take care of them, they would become a slave, uh, a servant to their master. Uh, so, th- so a lot of people, a lot of different people, from every, every, uh, uh, every facet of life, uh, would would be um, in this vocation of slavery. So definitely a, a different picture of what that looks like compared to what we think slavery is um, in our, you know, several hundred years ago, right? So with that in mind, uh, we see right here, St. Paul reminds the slaves uh, to, as we read right here in um, 5 and 6 of verse of chapter 6, if you can have that out. I'll read it for you. Slaves, obey your earthly masters. Let me put my podium here. Slaves, obey your earthly masters uh, with fear and trembling and with a sincere heart as you would Christ. Not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. So, another order-driven uh, uh, directive here from St. Paul in our vocation slaves obey your master, right? How? By fear and trembling with a sincere heart in front of God, right? First commandment stuff, as you would to Christ. You know, uh, I always tell my children, and I, you ought to tell your children this too. You know, when we talk about uh, service, uh, it's always in fear and trembling, in sincere heart as to God as to Christ that we are uh that we are living in front of him as he has called us to um uh, to obey and and for St Paul uh for slaves to obey their master this was God's fine order in a sense of uh being servants of Christ right with fear and trembling with sincere heart i think for every vocation uh let's say um employer employee Uh, There ought to be that fear and trembling sincere heart rooted into as we are uh, obeying first commandment stuff as you would Christ, fear, love and trust God above all things. And and this is what we do, you know, in our vocation in general Um, is that uh, we we listen to our authorities. We we follow uh, God's representatives uh, and there we pray for them uh, and there we um, obey them. And here uh, we do it with fear and trembling, sincere heart. And these are all attributes of um, as it is to Christ, under God's name, right? As we live in front of God. We're not just doing this for our master, uh, in a sense of our earthly masters, but rather on a bigger umbrella that is as you would Christ. This is what God calls us to do in our lives, to lead godly lives, to love and serve our neighbor, to obey his commandments. Um, because on the flip side, there is what? I-service and people-pleaser. You know, when we talk about uh, uh, people who um, only work when the boss is there, Um, I don't know if you've ever uh, been like that before, or you know people who have been like that, you know, they they act one way when the boss is there, but then when the boss isn't there, uh, they act another way. Um, And... We know uh, that kind of people. Uh, I think we are all probably guilty of it in cer- some way, shape, or form. But here we see in verse five and six uh, that we are uh, that we ought to obey the master, and as we are servants of Christ. Right now, when we think of, and I, I like this in our um, in one of our commentaries here at Concordia, at Concordia, the the blue book, as I always call it, the Concordia Commentary Series. Uh, There was a good quote in there, um, and it says, uh, to be a slave is to obey whatever enslaves you, right? So, when we talk about vocation, when we talk about what we ought to do, uh, what enslaves us is what shapes us. I'm going to say that again. What enslaves us is what shapes us. Does that make sense? What enslaves us is what shapes us. That is, whatever is the apple to our eye, whatever is uh, 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 the God of our life, there we are shaped um, and, and that is how we serve. So if you love the mammon, if you love the grain houses and storehouses and the parable of the rich fool, um, if you love the things of this world, your vocation, your service will be shaped by your idol. Does that make sense? Um, if, if, and again, it's it's that idolatry that I'm talking about, right? Money is not inherently evil, right? Uh, but rather, it's the idolatry of of that money. Um, Because money can be used in very uh, good ways uh, for for our neighbor, for the well-being of those around us. Uh, But at the same time, um, idolatry of money, of material, uh, can shape us to be very self-centered, self-ambitious. I mean, self-centered and and self-ambitious and all about me, me, me. Rather than living in front of God and how we ought to serve and love and obey, Uh, there we go off um, in our own in our own way, enslaved as we serve in all the wrong ways, as we serve in our sin. And this is what uh, St. Paul really wants us to point out, is that we are servants of Christ. Now, how do we ought to serve? Mark 10, 44 to 45. If you could read, uh, if you could go there for me, Mark 10, 44 to 45. And we know this story here as we turn to it. It's James and John uh, arguing... Uh, 10, 40 f- Actually, that was argument of who is the greatest in Mark chapter 9, but here in verse uh, Mark chapter 10, we see about sitting at the left hand or the right hand, right? In Mark chapter 10. And, and there, um, as Jesus called them, he says in Mark 44, because it was always about place, it was always about position, it was always about being close uh, to Jesus, and, and that's what they wanted. But what Jesus Classified as great, uh, was seen here in uh, Mark ten forty four to forty five. If you read that with me, it says, "And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve." and to give his life as a ransom for many so the great the greatest of all the first of all is the slave of all enslaved and shaped by uh, uh by uh by what uh as we go back to we are uh, slaves to what we are enslaved to and jesus in a sense uh was enslaved in a sense to uh so connected uh bound to the Father to fulfill His Father's will as Christ, the suffering servant, would ultimately on the cross. Right? And I guess the point here is, even bigger than slaves and master, is just our, our life given call of vocation to serve as we are enslaved or bound to the promise of Christ and what He has already done for us in His body and blood on the cross right it's through that uh 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 service suffering servant of Christ that not only are we covered by his blood but now we proceed in this gospel under his word in front of God as we serve our neighbor ultimately under his name not under our name not under the guise of our own selfish ambition or our self-centeredness or or our idols that we are enslaved by to which we are motivated to serve, right? Uh, But rather, because we are covered by the blood of Christ. Because we know what true service is, as it is to the Lord in Christ Jesus. Very important, right? Jesus is our ultimate uh, perfect perfect, uh, sacrifice for us, uh, the way to which uh, we proceed um, in his love. All right, verse 7 to 8. We see right there, if we could turn back to Ephesians uh, chapter 6, verses 7 to 8, if we could read that together, if you have that out. It says, uh, Rendering service with a goodwill as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive back from the Lord, whether he is slave or free. Right? So, rendering service with, with what, is good, uh, what is goodwill as to the Lord and not to man. So, again, going back to verses 5 and 6, to Christ versus man, rendering service of goodwill. Remember, Ephesians 2.10, uh, as we are in the same book, if you uh, move a couple uh, pages beforehand here, uh, it says, for we are, Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, right? So, when we talk about we are His workmanship, remember this is Ephesians two ten. Uh, before that was eight nine, of course, um, and there we uh, we know the great verse about grace. Uh, uh, through faith, uh, this is not your own doing, it is a gift of God, right? It's because of the gospel that in Christ Jesus, there we proceed as his workmanship as to God, right? As to Christ, we continue in our service with goodwill, that is, with the good works that God has prepared for us, right? This is not a transactional text where we say, well, if I do good then um, God will give me good things, uh, but rather it is uh, because I do good, that is, uh, by the work that he has called me to do, uh, there I very well know uh, that he is pleased with me, that I am in Christ Jesus, and I continue uh, to serve in the blessed gift of, uh, of this call as his own, right? Of course, Um, in this life of faith, uh, ultimately there is that reward in this life of faith that is the faith of Christ and that is um, eternal life, and that is what Christ gives to us in his death and resurrection. Out of that joy, we serve and love, knowing full well that we are already there, not trying to get something because it has already been given by our Lord that assurance, the certainty, the peace of a conscience, ultimately, the forgiveness of your sins. Okay, so this is how we proceed, um, whether slave or free, right. Uh, uh, This is uh, what God uh, That God shows us That he has no partiality In verse 9 That whether slave or free This is the call Verse 9 Let us read Masters Do the same to them And stop your threatening Knowing that he who is Both their master And yours is in heaven And that there is no Partiality with him So vocation of master Simply is not to lord it over but rather, to not to lord it over and use threatening words and to be harsh um, and, and to be a despot, right? But rather to love and serve the slave uh, just as it is to the Lord. That master and slave, slave or free, are as to the Lord. So therefore, masters, us, and this is, goes back to husbands, right? A lot of people think that when they read that text, uh, that it is wives who are inferior and husbands who are lording it over. No, rather, as to the Lord, we are called in our in our vocation, uh, to do what God has called us to do. And masters, in the same way, are not called to, uh, uh, to lord it over, but rather to love and serve and care for his slave, right? This is um, uh, something that uh, is very important in a sense where this call a vocation um, as to the Lord, right here, is for all people. Not just certain positions, not the, just, just certain vocations, but all vocations, right? All right. So as we continue here, uh, verse 10, this is the closing of uh, St. Paul's writing here um, as he is closing his letter soon enough. But he says, finally, if we see there in verse 10, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Remember, this is a this is a passive, right? So that means this has been done for you. So when we talk about uh, strong and strength and might, uh, this is. Uh, all received by the object of faith, and that is in the Lord. So we're not mustering up this faith as we excavate and dig in our heart, or we pull up our bootstraps, or we just tell ourselves, I got to be stronger for God. I got to do this for God. I got to be mighty. I got to be filled with strength. I have to do this. I have to do this. No. It says, be strong in the Lord. The Lord is the one who is the mighty fortress, who is your strength and who is your eternal refuge. He is your might. And he gives, um, and and St. Paul reminds you of what has been given to you in that passive is Jesus Christ. Right? This is where your strength is because, at the same time, as we will talk about yet very soon, uh, the temptation is to see that strength is derived from the flesh, the world, and ultimately from the devil. Right? Uh, This is our great temptation to find our strength elsewhere other than in the Lord. And that means other than the word and the sacrament. Uh, of course, the Holy Scripture is the Word, right? And, and this, is, uh, this is the constant, you guys. Do you believe that when you hear God's Word, when you listen to God's Word, there you are receiving the strength? Now, think about that. right? Because I know our old Adam says, I don't want to hear it. I'm tired. It's been a long week. I don't want to study the Bible because I have other things to do. Uh, even for students, I study enough at school. I don't want to study anymore, right? But really... When it comes to studying the Bible, when it comes to hearing God's Word, what is really happening here, friends? You're given that strength. The Holy Spirit leads you by that Word that points you to the Christ. And that Christ, the Savior, right? He gives you the forgiveness of sins and life and salvation and grants you, by His promise, the strength and might and strong, strength uh, or being strong um, in the Word um, as He imparts this to you. This is so important. I cannot emphasize this. And St. Paul knows as he is writing this in a sense of what is really happening right, in the Christian life. Remember, in the Christian life, you see uh, a different reality that you've never seen before. Right? You know what I'm talking about here. When you are a, a child of God, a light of this world, remember, we are lights of this world, but yet we live in, in this darkness. We live in darkness that surrounds us, right? But when we, are, uh, when we have no idea and when we're ignorant and when we are in unbelief and we're separated, uh, separated from His Word, uh, there uh, we, we don't see darkness. All we see is the flesh. All we see is the ho-hum of the weak, the Month, the year, and our life. You know, as Christians, we enter into this, uh, as my seminary professor would say, uh, we enter into the apocalyptic battle. We see the spiritual battle for what it is, right? And therefore, when it comes to verse 10, strong, strength, might in the Lord, this is where our, our strength is derived. Only by the word and the promise and the Christ's. The preaching and the teaching and the studying and the reading and the prayers, all gifts given by our Lord to his children. And there we have our strength in this constant battle that we face at the same time, the triumphal victory in Christ Jesus. So this is a this is very important to know where your strength comes from, because trust me, uh, our human self says what? Even when we read this, I need to be stronger. I need to be stronger as a Christian. I need to be more strength-filled as a Christian. I need to be more mighty as a Christian. Well, what what do people mean when they say that? A lot of times it's, I need to pull up my bootstraps and just kind of uh, uh, get my spiritual muscles stronger by my own will. And, and that's not what St. Paul's saying. He's saying, be strong in the Lord, in the Lord what he has already given to you in the victorious death and resurrection of our Savior Jesus Christ, who forgives us of all our sins, and who gives us from the fruits of the cross, the sacraments, the holy baptism, holy communion. And, and there he promises to be, of course, uh, uh, to give you his robe of righteousness, his body and blood for the forgiveness of your sins. So strong strength might. This spiritual strength is vital in your life as it is received by our Lord who gives us this gracious gift in Christ Jesus. All right. Why do we need that strength? Well, I guess we'll get there. We'll get to that. But verse 11, why don't we read that together? Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Put on the whole armor of God, so that we may stand against the schemes of the devil. Right? Put on. Garment language. How do we put on? Again, this is baptismal. This is Jesus instituting it. This is the robe of righteousness, Galatians 3.27. This is putting on the armor of God. But the key is whole. Why not just half? Why not just a quarter? Why not just four-fifths? The whole armor of God is very important because St. Paul very well knows the reality of the schemes of the devil. How many schemes does the devil have? How many does he have? The devil has many schemes, If you are wearing four-fifths of armor, he's going to go after that one-fifth and saying, that's your weak point. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to tempt you in ways to which you will fall. That's his job, the devil, right? Uh, uh, If we go halfway on the armor, of course, he has uh, more vulnerable spots, just like you're... I'm I'm not a fencer, but if you were a fencer... I know it looks like I'm composing something, like I'm a composer, but when you're fencing, what are you doing? Uh, You are always going for the weak point, right? And... Therefore, it is so important to have the whole armor of God. That is only Christ. That is only his word and sacrament. That is only gospel, right? That is um, only his word that uh, is God-breathed, that is uh, useful uh, for teaching and reproof and, and, and the training in righteousness, right? Um, and, and this is uh, what that whole armor of God is. That, that means that we can't do this ourselves, Right? I can't. I can't buy armor at Walmart, uh, or or um, uh, what's other places around. Uh, uh, maybe in the Midwest, there's Meyer. I remember that at Fort Wayne, Meijer and um, Kroger, and all these places. I can't go to these stores and buy armor to shield myself against the schemes of the devil. Right? I can't even get the best running shoes at, at um, the sporting goods shop to run away from the devil. Right? I can't even get uh, uh, the best uh, boxing gloves to to kind of give an upper uppercut or maybe a juke uh, to the devil? I can't. Because the schemes of the devil are that what? Are that deceitful, that tempting, that destructive, that the wily foe, that devil, his fiery darts, they're all over the place. And uh, we, we, we cannot escape it ourselves. Rather, God by his grace gives us the whole armour of God, he gives us his strength, and there we proceed in the midst of the schemes of the devil to our at hand or which are at hand, right? Whole armour of God shows us nothing of me, only Christ. Because my human way cannot shield or protect me from the evil foe. The devil is not just some, you know, I always look at the devil and say, you know, he never clocks out. He's on overdrive all the time, right? His goal is to bring every scheme, the master of a thousand arts, right, Bring in every angle, every temptation to you. And how do you combat this? By the very word of God. When you hear God's word, when you study God's word, right? Uh, When you hear the words of Christ, this is your spiritual defense. Because your defense is Christ. Who, as we see in Genesis 3, what? He will bruise his heel, but he will crush his head. And that crushing his head is, is the devil himself. That by the very work of Christ on the cross... The reason why, what does it say in 1 John? That the devil, uh, that Jesus appeared was to destroy the devil's work. This is what's happening in our lives, friends. As Christians, the devil is relentless. How do we proceed? With the word of God. Right? I think this is the greatest deception of the devil is What? Oh, you know, yeah, the word is great, but I'm good. Life is good. And I know I haven't heard, you know, I, I know I, I grew up in church and I haven't heard the word in a long time. Maybe it's been 10 years, 5 years, 1 year. Uh, maybe it's been 10 months. Maybe it's been 5 months. Maybe it's been 1 month. Maybe it's been 1 or 2 weeks. But I'm good, you know, life is good. Um, and, and I'm fine, right? And, and trust me, you know, I, I, I totally understand that. But at the end of the day, we're facing a battle that is beyond our own physical flesh we're facing a battle that is against the cosmic forces of evil and the schemes of the devil are that dangerous right so dangerous that we become lazy and apathetic to the Word of God and ultimately blind to the spiritual battle that is at hand and when the spiritual battle is also blind to us yeah of course we, we we definitely become very lukewarm and and apathetic and and um all into ourselves, right? We forget what is before us and there we slowly live in the flesh and how easy that is to do. Okay, so verse twelve, as we get there. Um for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Wrestling, right? Uh, I'm no wrestler. And I really did bad uh, with this in our live Bible study with my church people trying to emulate what wrestling is. Uh, but I know in wrestling, you're always, and this is the key point, in wrestling, you're always what? You're ready, Right. You're not twiddling your thumbs. Um, you're not looking at your watch. You're not, um, sleeping, um, on the mat, you know, on the wrestling mat. No, you are just ready, right? Your hands are ready, your feet, your toes. You know, I know I'm juking and jiving, but <laughs> the point is that you are watchful. You are alert, right? Wrestling is not just like, oh, your turn, my turn, your turn. No, this is, this is just a constant, a battle uh, of, of every strategy, every grapple hold, every angle, uh, whether it's a, uh, I don't even know wrestling, language, so I'm not going to even try. But the point, the point is, is that I know with wrestling, there is great alertness. There is great awareness of what is really happening, right? I mean, that's the devil's greatest ploy, right? Nothing's happening. You're good. You got all the things that you need in this world. You're good. You don't need the word of God. Uh, the devil says, and, and there's nothing to wrestle about because your life is your way, and that is all well. No, this is what's happening, and that's why we are alert, aware, sober-minded. First Peter, right? Uh, 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 be sober-minded, for the devil is like a prowling lion, a ready, ready. Uh, who is ready to devour, right? It's that open eye to the word, uh, the full armor of God with us, right? On us, putting on uh, by his strength, uh, by being strong and mighty in the Lord. There we are to proceed in this wrestling, right? Because that is the only way we, we can proceed is in Christ Jesus as we wrestle, not against flesh or blood, but against the cosmic forces the spiritual forces of darkness, the spiritual forces of evil. This is what is against us, right? And and you might think, oh, man, that's daunting, right? (laughs) And, 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 you know, trust me, the devil is real. That's why we constantly pray the prayer of our Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, right? We always pray this because we know what's at hand. But yet at the same time, um, as we look at the spiritual forces of darkness of, uh, of the devil, sin, and the world, as we wrestle with it constantly. You know, that's the thing. Um, a lot of people think that wrestling is a uh, is this form of weakness, as if uh, there is no need to wrestle, but no. Wrestling is that full awareness of what is really happening. In a sense of, in this life of faith, in that wrestling, we go to verse 13, therefore, because of that wrestling... Therefore, because of we know the schemes of the devil, therefore, because, uh, 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 because uh, of the whole armor of God, we have the therefore. Does that make sense? Uh, and we'll go, I don't, I don't read it all, but the, the point is, is that because of the spiritual battle that we face for what it truly is, as we discern what is really happening there, where do we, where do we flee? It's because of all this that there we take up the whole armor of God, withstand the days that are evil, and stand firm, not by your own human reason or strength or might, but as to the Lord. All this is as to the Lord, that as we wrestle, we wrestle in the name of Christ, right? We wrestle in the victory that He has already given to us in the whole armor of God as we endure and persevere. And you know, Saint Paul, it's not always sunshine and rainbows, right? It's actually the opposite. There's a lot of persevering and enduring and being content in all things, even when He is hungry, even when He is persecuted, to be content with all things because of the putting on of the armor of God, which has been given to you by the grace of God in His body and blood, in Jesus' body and blood on the cross, and there, um, three days later, His resurrection. There in the sacraments, there we rest in the armor to which gives us that victory. This is the life of faith, right? We're not asleep at the wheel wondering what is happening. No, we, we know what's happening, right? We see the spiritual reality and therefore it's only Christ. Therefore, withstanding, standing firm is only Christ. This is the word that we constantly need to hear. Hearing the words of forgiveness, hearing the words of the promise uh, of Christ and the cross, uh, from the snake to the crown to the cross, uh, or a snake to the cross to the crown, uh, from the serpent, the fall, to his gospel fulfilled, there we know that this is how the spiritual battle is won. It's only Jesus. And that's what we need to hear. Trust me, the, the greatest scheme is what? Making Christianity into something that is of morality. Really taking away the spiritual battle and saying, if I have to do this, and I have to do this, and I get, and I do this well, uh, then I will be with God. It just becomes about a set of laws that we have to fulfill to be, to give ourselves a peaceable conscience and, 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 and to get there, right? But rather, you know, it's more than that, right? It's, we know as Christians, there is a reality of evil. St. Paul says it, for the days are evil. But in those days that are evil, Therefore, because of that, it is only the whole armor of God where there we endure with stand and stand firm. It's only Christ. Remember that this day, friends. I know we're getting late here, but hopefully that helps you on how to discern what is really going on. Discernment is very important. What is really going on? Are you just having a struggle? Are you just having a bad day? Are you just dealing with things and are anxious and guilt-ridden? Is this just because this is how life is? No, it's bigger than that, right? It's this wrestling with the spiritual, being alert being aware, having your eyes open to what is really happening. At the same time, therefore, it is only Christ. It is only where we flee to what he has given to us, the word and the sacrament. This is not what we have gained. This is not what we have done. This is not what we have decided or chosen, but this is all by God's grace that he outpours to us. His very armor of God, not just a little bit, but the whole bountiful goodness of his armor, and that is ultimately of the gospel which protects, saves, rescues you, and forgives you ultimately of all your sins. This is why we need to hear the word all the time, the words of Christ. This is how the spiritual battle is, is faced, by the word of God. Right? When we stop hearing the word, when we stop reading the word, when we stop uh, uh, praying in the word, we know what's going to happen. The devil's got us. Right? Right? So the next time you you go to Bible study, it's not just another Bible study. The next time you go to church, it's not just another Sunday where, oh, do I have time to go to church or do I not have time to go to church? No, this is a time where we hear the words of Christ. This is a time where, therefore, we take up the whole armor of God, right? Enduring, withstanding, standing firm. This is how we face the battle because the battle Though it might seem daunting from every arrow that and every, every attack that the devil has, it has been won, right? No ifs, ands, or buts. The battle has been won. Jesus, the battle has been won, and that is your whole armor of God. The battle has been won. That's right, for you. Whole armor of God. Good stuff here today. All right, friends, why don't we pray? Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. Uh, we thank you for your word. Lord, bless us in this word uh, as, as you continue to lead us um, as by your grace have given to us the full armor of God. Lord, grant us faith and wisdom and strength as we meet the days ahead under your name. Guard us and protect us from the evil foe that he may not have no power over us, that you are with us, that you continue to guide us in your very word as we live the triumphal life in your name. Lord, bless us this day. Bless us in your word. We thank you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, friends. uh, Thank you for joining me today. And wherever, however, in any way ever you are listening to this, I hope it helped. Love you all. Praying for you all. And until next time, have a wonderful day. God bless you. Adios. Thanks for listening to this Bible study presentation from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.